Good morning, everybody. Welcome to church. Come on, stand to your feet. Let's worship together. Come on, clap your hands.
Jesus, we lift your name in this place. God, you are high and lifted up. Come on, would you meet us here this morning as we seek after you? Come on, let's sing this together today. Sing, you give life.
somebody to church today. What a start to worship this morning here at the assembly. We are glad that you guys are here. Hey, we are in for a great morning as the morning unfolds, but we are glad you're here. If you're a first-time guest, there's a connect card in the seat back in front of you. In these next few moments as we go through our worship guide, if you'll just take a few moments and fill out that information, you can place it in the offering bucket as it passes by. It'll give us a great opportunity to give you information about our church. If you've been coming for a while and you're interested in the fast track into what our church is all about, how you can get plugged in and how you can serve. 
We've got a class just for you. It's called Growth Track. It meets every week. And you can see the information there in the bulletin. You can check out online how you can get involved. But it meets every week of the month. It's a four-week series that we go through that leads all the way through getting fully integrated into the life of our church. Well, if you have your worship guide, you're going to want to look at it. There's some great information in there today. The adult missions trip that was scheduled after this service has been rescheduled for next Sunday. We want to give everybody an opportunity to be here, and we know some folks aren't able to come today. And so it will be right after second service next Sunday. You can get great information about all the missions trips that are coming up in 2018 for our adults. In addition to that, you'll want to keep looking through your bulletin. You'll notice that the women's prayer night is tomorrow night. Ladies, you can get information about that there in your bulletin. Just come out. It's a great time of refreshing as you enter in prayer. And then as we look into the week ahead, next Sunday, you're going to want to mark this down and take an action step. Next Sunday, we are celebrating Pastor Ron and Kelly for nine years here at the assembly. We as a church family will be recognizing them in that service, but you have an opportunity to maybe grab a card, a note of appreciation, and you can bring that and you can place that at one of the info centers as you come next Sunday as we celebrate them. As I'm looking, we also have a big event coming up that our students know all about, but I want to make sure the adults hear it as well, and that is Spring Retreat. Let me hear you, Impact. The theme this year is 212, and you can ask your students about that if you want to know what that's all about. But we're trying to get everybody signed up that wants to go, and this is a great time to sign up. You can go online. There's great information there how to sign up. And you got an early bird, early bird price. I'll get it out here in a minute. Early bird price up until February 15th. You can get the cheapest price possible so that your student can go. 6th through 12th grade, we look forward to uh, seeing what God's going to do on that Power Pack week as we go and celebrate spring retreat together. I want to invite the ushers forward. As they come forward, I want to celebrate what God did on Friday night. We had a great opportunity to make a difference in our community with Night to Shine. You're going to hear from Pastor Ron uh, here in a moment, just uh, sharing more about that. But after I, I say a prayer over the offering, you're going to have an opportunity to see a highlight video of all that happened on Friday night. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you are in our midst today. I thank you for the worship that's been offered. I thank you for your presence that rests among us. And I pray, God, as, as we move forward in this, in this service, God, I thank you that you are going to multiply what's given for kingdom effectiveness. Give us ears to hear the message today, God. Give us hearts to respond, God. And let us move forward from here as changed people in your freedom. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. All of you at the assembly, you make Night to Shine happen through your generosity. And we're overwhelmed and amazed that actually Tim Tebow came to just say thanks. And so he wants to give all of you a good word. Well, first of all, I just want to thank you for making it happen, Joel. I want to thank you for making it happen. But obviously, everybody in the congregation, I want to thank you for making it happen. It truly is my favorite night of the year. It's a night where 
so many kings and queens get to shine. It's a night where the church gets to shine. But most importantly, it's a night where God gets to shine. Through our love, through your love, you're changing so many lives. So I totally appreciate everything you've done to make this happen. And what's going around the world, it's not just a prom. It's a movement to celebrate people, to bring people together so that God's love can be known and it can be felt around the world. So thank you for saying yes. God bless you guys. Come on, let's stand to our feet and praise God for Night to Shine 2018. Come on. It was amazing. Amazing. Now I want to do this. I want all of you who helped serve and make it happen, remain standing. If you were serving on Friday night or helped us get ready, come on, put your hands together for all of these people. You did it. Thank you so much. As you're seated, I want to invite Pastor Joel and Ashley to come and join me right here, please. When we were talking with Tim Tebow before he left, he said, I want to tell you something. He looked right at me and he said, we have 537 of these in America. And, you know, we coordinate because it's his vision. They kind of give you a, a strategy to start early on, months out, right up to the night of. And so we got involved with this at the beginning, three years ago. And he said to me, I want you to know that my team talks often about how much they like working with Pastor Joel and Ashley. And you know, that says a lot, but I'll give you what he said. They make it fun, they make it easy, and they do it at the next level. There were, and I praise God for all 537, but there were cities where 10 churches, he said, I'm in a city where 10 churches come together and do one prom, and yours is way larger, and it's all inspired out of your church. He said, so I'm very grateful to Pastor Joel and Ashley, and I am too. Would you help me say thanks to the leaders of Night to Shine? We love you guys. Amen. Wow. We will release by Tuesday, and this is very important, what we call a full coverage recap video. And so it will incorporate so much more than what you saw today. And we want to celebrate that. We want you to share it with everyone through all of your social media. Let's give God praise for what he's done. And let's just shout it from the rooftop. That's what the Bible says. And we have our ways in this day and time to do that. It will bless people to see the joy on all the faces, to just connect with some of what the vision was about. We are getting so many stories. Here is a story that touched my heart. There was a mom and dad that were up in the room that we create just for them. A very nice dinner while their son or their daughter is being cared for and shown such a great evening. So mom and dad get a break. And mom and dad said, this is the first, and this blows my mind, but they said, it's true. First night in 17 years that we've had dinner together. So 
on a night where it's so much about each of our guests, don't forget or underestimate the blessing it is for mom and dad, especially that couple. So you did it, church. Your generosity. I have prayed all my life to pastor a church that doesn't have a, well, we have to do this attitude, but we get to do this. A church that really embraces the principle that is so godly of how blessed it is to be a cheerful giver. That when you sow abundantly, you reap abundantly. That a spirit of generosity is turned loose and there are so many blessings contained within that kind of a spirit. So I know you feel blessed, but just be ready because God responds to a generous heart, to a generous church. You did it and you did it at the next level. So now give yourselves a hand for being the very best. Amen. Amen. And thank you for being at church today. There are many who come to the nine o'clock experience. You came back and thank you for that. We will be back in the normal schedule next week, weather permitting. And so we adjusted, but we're here today. I wanna draw your attention to where the freedom journey began. Got a word for you as we get to this place in the journey. So go with me to Isaiah. This is Isaiah 40. And the Bible tells us that even the youths grow tired and weary. So getting fatigued and weighed down, it's not about an age thing. It's about the human experience and its impact on all of us. And young men stumble and fall. So the challenges of temptation, they come into the life of everyone. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Now watch this. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And these three results of the work of God, they're all supernatural. No one, no one can walk continually without giving out. That's supernatural. No one can run and not grow weary. So what we're seeing here is a supernatural work of God. None of us have the, the ability within ourselves to catch that spirit of soaring and going to the next level. This is a verse that was given to people in captivity. They needed freedom. And God is speaking to them, I'm not only gonna set you free, you're going to experience such supernatural power that you will be consistent. You will be enduring and persevering. And you will go places in my presence, in the wisdom that I give you and in your destiny that are beyond anything you could imagine. You're gonna soar with the wings of an eagle. We are just a few weeks away from a conference on the Holy Spirit. The freedom journey has to go beyond precept and it must tap into the power of Almighty God. And when we tap into that power, we don't 
only received uh, deliverance from the struggle or the addiction. We take on a power that is supernatural to do what otherwise we cannot do. The word of the Lord today is that the Holy Spirit is a soaring spirit. I have focused already on what it means to walk and not think, to run and not grow weary. Today, the primary focus is on the awesomeness of God that says in the traditional version, the King James Version, you will mount up with wings like an eagle. Holy Spirit, take us to that place. We invite you to do what only you can, and we are desperate for your presence and your power. We know that we can't do this by just what we learn. We have to have the power to apply what we have learned. As we clean out these things that would seek to slow us down or even destroy us, we must replace that space within our soul with that which is healthy, dynamic, and supernatural. We want the promise of Isaiah 40. We want the promise that you gave to those people when they were in captivity and they lived in that blessing. We claim it today. I believe, Lord, that somebody is gonna start soaring in the presence and the power of your Holy Spirit. I believe that for us as a church. God, today, mark this day with something so inspiring that none of us can ignore it, but that all of us would receive it. And everybody said, come on, let's put our hands together in advance of what God is about to do. I was leaving my church that I pastored in Memphis and Connor was with me, so we're, we're dating way back now. He's about six years old. And I'd done a sermon on the activity of God, the energy of God, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And just as a way to try and capture this influence of God in the inner man, because Ephesians says he will strengthen you with might by his spirit in the inner man, trying to illustrate that, I had a can of monster energy. I had a five-hour energy. You know, I had some of those energy drinks and, and I talked about them and so they're in my car as I'm going home. He's in the back seat. He picks up that can of monster energy and he starts reading the description and all that it says that it will do if you drink it. And then he says, Dad, if you drink this, you will return to the man you used to be. <laughs> well, out of the mouth of babes. So I drank it and that did not happen. I just want you to know. We all know what it's like to say, I don't have the passion that I once had. The fire of the Holy Spirit is not roaring in my soul like it, was it's like just an ember barely a spark we know what it's like to feel like we've slowed down spiritually we've lost an edge and we are desperate and desiring to get back to that place 
There is only one thing that will renew. There is only one thing that can take us from a place like that to the place we know God wants us to be. And that is the energy, power, and presence of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is available today according to this promise, watch this, to renew. And he said, he'll renew your youth because we all grow tired and weary. Even the weak will be made strong. It talks about waiting on God and this is a promise to those who hope in God and the picture there is like, you have a rope around you and it goes from you and it's tied to the promise. And you're in the tension of being between the promise you hold and that promise being fulfilled. And I, a year ago, was talking to our leaders about the freedom journey we're in right now. And I've been tied to this promise. And I am so excited to say I'm sensing in my heart, I'm sensing it in the atmosphere that God is making good on his promise. I sense that there is a lift in the atmosphere. There is an updraft of the Holy Spirit. And at a time like this, all you have to do is spread the wings of your spirit, your soul, no matter how tired you may be, hopeless or despairing. This is a time where you can catch that updraft and go to the next level. You'll be renewed and you will soar in that renewal energy and power of God's Holy Spirit. Eagles, they understand it's just embedded in them. It's part of the creative genius of God. It's embedded in them to understand what's called a thermal column. It's this burst of energy whereby they catch it and soar at levels that are so inspiring and unique. It is interesting that God just built in creation these times and places where the thermal, li the thermal lift occurs. Kind of compare for a moment the hummingbird that like flaps its wings incessantly. And what's interesting to me, it's working so hard, but it's not going anywhere. Have you felt, ever felt like you were working so hard, but you weren't making any progress? I could take you back to a sermon I preached in 2016, and it was on the doldrums, and that word comes out of a unique context where years and years ago, when ships would sail through where the nor northern hemisphere and the trade winds of that hemisphere met the trade winds of the southern hemisphere, they canceled each other out and ships that would get in that zone, there would be no wind. And it was uniquely described and, and then called the doldrums. And back then there were, there were no motors to motor through. And so they would say to the crew, you have to work harder. 
and they would work even harder and still no progress. Even some crewmen would die in this rare zone where there was no wind. We all probably can connect to seasons where we felt like we were in the doldrums, where there was no fresh wind of the Holy Spirit and we were working as hard or even harder, but we weren't progressing. We know what it is like to be stuck and we need freedom. We need that supernatural power to get us where we're not getting, even with increased efforts. Like the hummingbird, just flapping our wings as hard as we can, but making no progress. Now, compare that to the eagle that just spreads its wings and it's just soaring. The difference is the updraft. The difference is that thermal column. And so I think Isaiah is trying to pass on to us a way to understand the activity of God. To those who feel weary and yet you're working hard and I commend you for that. To those who feel like you're just caught in that zone where there's no fresh air of the Holy Spirit, please receive this promise today. That if we wait upon the Lord, if we trust God, we will mount up with wings like that of an eagle. We will soar. And it's not because we worked harder. It's because we surrendered and responded to the updraft of the Holy Spirit. The wind of the Holy Spirit is blowing through this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. How would I know if that's happening in my life? How would I know if I'm catching that lift of God? Just a few things that, that I think could be on the list, and I'm sure many more, but here's one, inspiration. Because when you're in the doldrums, when you are fatigued spiritually, emotionally, mentally, when you're weary in the human experience, there's not a lot of inspiration. You're just pressing and plotting. But when this work of God happens, there is a sense of hope that wasn't there before, an energy that wasn't there before. You're inspired. Your thought process starts changing. Let me show you how Isaiah is setting up this amazing promise. He says, do you not know, which is a rhetorical question, have you not heard? Second rhetorical question, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. Leaving that verse in front of you. Isaiah 40, basically the entire chapter is Isaiah reminding the people of the greatness of God. Why? Because when you get in the doldrums, you're more, more focused on your problems. We know how it is, I know how it is with me. When I'm in that, that valley that is low and difficult, it's easier to look at the size of the challenge than it is to look at the greatness of God. So Isaiah is saying to these people in captivity, we've gotta make a change. 
I want to remind you that there is no one like your God. So he says, look at his character and nature. He's everlasting and he's all powerful. How many of you are thankful for that? Your God, see your problems aren't everlasting and the enemy of your soul is not all powerful, but your God is everlasting and he is all powerful. Set it simmer, let it, it's gonna find you today. We're gonna do some soaring by the time this service is over because God is everlasting. God is all powerful. Watch this. He doesn't ever get tired. Man, we do, but he doesn't. He doesn't need a vacation. He doesn't have to take a break. He doesn't need a timeout. He doesn't need to recalibrate. He's God all the time. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so Isaiah is setting up, this is the one. Now he's saying, I'm not telling you anything new. But at times we need to be reminded. Hey, do you not know? Well, yes, we know. But the doldrums, the challenges, the human experience, it's gotten my focus off what I know. Isaiah says, I get it. Have you not heard? Surely you've heard. But let me remind you, he's an everlasting God. He's God who created the heavens and the earth. And earlier in Isaiah 40, he's talking about how he placed the stars with the span of his hand. A God of not just a galaxy, but galaxies. He's the God, watch this. He's the creator of the ends of the earth. Like, like his thinking goes so far beyond. He will never grow tired or weary. You gotta know about his character and nature because at times we say, where are you, God? Where are you? He's like, I, I'm still here. And I'm still who I've always been. Hallelujah. So he says, this is the reason. And so you're going to know you're starting to soar when inspiration returns to your spirit. And it will grow. It, it, will, it may start out as just a spark of inspiration, but get ready. That's an indicator that you're about to soar. And that inspiration will just take on a, a level to where Hopelessness gets replaced with hopefulness. Hope rises in your spirit. Let's keep seeing. What does it mean to soar? I think it means a surplus mentality. You put the word surplus on the screen. See, when you are weary and worn out spiritually in every other way, God doesn't just bring you back to a place of being, you know, even. Notice the promise. That when the Holy Spirit works, you soar. You run without getting weary and you walk without fainting. Do you get that? Like, like when you are down and out, the focus is on all you don't have. It's, it, it comes with the language of circumstance and how circumstances have messages and pain has a message. Challenges in life, they have a message and the message is all you don't have and what you'll never be. But when the Holy Spirit starts to work, watch, you not just close the gap to where there's no longer a deficit, you go from deficit to more than enough to the point that you're walking without fainting 
you're running and you're not growing weary and you're soaring on the wings like that of an eagle. Come on, praise God that, that we can go to that place. I, I want you to get it today. I want us to experience this. How would I know? You start seeing that there is margin. You start thinking more about the greatness of God than the strength of the struggle you're in. You start putting your struggle up against the greatness of God. And you start saying to the struggle, you're not gonna win because God's the victor. You're not gonna take me down. God is in control. You are strong, but God is stronger. You have become struggle. You've become big in my thinking, but not bigger than God. You see how you start, you find a measurement of God that wasn't there when there was no fresh wind of the Holy Spirit breezing through your soul. How would I know? Faith. Faith, you start believing again for breakthrough, for things to change, for freedom to come. Hey, it's not gonna be like it is right now. This, this battle will, will be won. This storm will pass. Faith. And here's what I think is a way to see if, if you're having faith. You will start responding to the bad news in your life in a great way. A personal confession is I don't always respond to bad news in a great way. Sometimes I respond to bad news in a bad way. And my attitude can be as bad as the news or even worse. And my faith can be basically non-existent. But I think when the Holy Spirit is doing a fresh work in your life, you start responding to the bad news in a healthy, even great way. Is there, is there someone in the Bible that would give us like a workable lead? Think of Moses. He comes to the burning bush. He's been in a desert for 40 years. And the people of God have been in slavery for 400 years. God's gonna send Moses and Moses takes on a power that exceeds his insecurities, his limitations of communication, his history of murdering someone. Like God's work in him was so great that he started attaching faith in the great I am versus his perception of his own ability or his history. Get that in your heart today. Faith is, is like Nehemiah, who's told of what life is like now back where he's from. The wall was down. The gates burned with fire. Nehemiah says, I would like to do something about it, but I want to see it for myself. He goes and he takes a tour. He sees the, the total destruction. The worst news and the first words out of his mouth after seeing the destruction were these. Let us arise and rebuild this wall. That's faith. That no person has within themselves to speak at a level. Now, you know it was faith and supernatural because they then went on to rebuild the wall and they did it in record time. So something 
was going on in Nehemiah that was inspiring vision, strategy. Matter of fact, I think all three. I think you see in Nehemiah, he was inspired and there was no reason to be inspired by the way things looked. He, he considered surplus as even the enemy came against him and said, you rebuild this, a fox could walk on it and break it down. Like, you can't do it. You don't have the willpower. You don't have the skill set. And you can't motivate these defeated people to do this. And Nehemiah's like, I'm way too busy to even listen to you. And the Bible says he stayed with the work. He was inspired. He thought, he was like, God's greater than this destruction. God is greater than this challenge. And God can help us to the point where it's even a miracle, not only that we rebuild it, but how fast we're gonna do it. And they did it, and he had faith all along. He was looking, watch this, this is what the soaring spirit will do. He looked at a destroyed wall, but while he's looking at the destruction, he's already seeing the finished product of it being rebuilt and the people being restored. My God, that's what I want. I want to be look, I want to look right at the face of struggle and even destruction and say, this isn't the last word. I, I even see in my spirit that this is coming back and it's going to be better than it's ever been. Can you join me in believing that whatever your greatest struggle is right now, it doesn't win. And regardless of how destructive, there's a new day coming and you're gonna be better than you've ever been. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so that's a way to, to know if maybe the soaring spirit is happening. Matter of fact, if Isaiah says you're gonna soar like, like that of an eagle, then maybe an entire message and Young preachers develop this sermon. That means there must be something in you and me that's put in us by design that can open up to surrender to the supernatural power of God to where you can soar. That means you're going to live at a level that's actually greater than yourself. And there's something put in you by the design of God that will connect with the Holy Spirit of God. Just like God put in the eagle the ability to be aware of and catch the thermal lift. Something starting to speak to your heart. Your mind's had a day or season or years of speaking to your spirit. But today your spirit says, wait a minute. Let me tell you mine what's about to happen. We are about to go to the next level because there's something in me resonating with the Spirit of God. And it seems that it's far greater than circumstance. It's far greater than my history. It's far greater than this present struggle. I am about to go to the next level. So that's how, now, how, how do we access this? If that's the result, then how do I get there? I was reading about this. And eagles that want to catch 
the updraft, they just do what they, what they know. Like they've caught these updrafts before. So they do what they know to do. Let me put this on the screen. Do what you know. What do you know? You know where you caught the updraft in the past. It was, it was in your prayer closet. Get back there. It was in sincere worship. No more disengagement. Full engagement when it comes to worship. Do what you know. Do what you know. Do what you know. We don't have to make this difficult. And it's, like, it, it's certainly not happenstance. I just happen to be in the right place. An eagle knows that there are just certain places where these thermal columns are most likely to occur. But they will go to where they have caught the updraft in their past. Do what you know. The guiding principle of the freedom journey that surfaced in every sermon is this, put God first. I have a word from the Lord today. It's, it's this one. We often don't think of the connection of cleansing with soaring. But God has spoken to my heart that you cannot take the power of grace out of what it takes to soar. Because hidden sin or unrepented of sin in any way in your life where you're not putting God first, it will cancel the lift of the Holy Spirit in your life. So cleansing is essential to soaring. For if we confess our sins, the Lord is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Now, do what you know. You know that. You know you have to put God first to experience God's best. You know you have to put God first if you're gonna experience the supernatural influence of walking in consistency, of running and not growing weary, of soaring. Do what you know. Put God first. And this was very applicable, applicable to me when I read that an eagle will not go looking for a storm, but when an eagle sees a cloud, the eagle will get up next to it because the eagle knows that oftentimes associated with storms, will be a fresh updraft. I'm so sorry you've had to go through a storm. God hasn't caused it. But let me give you a word. Out of the ad adversity often comes the updraft. It's not the way I would like to go to the next level, but I just want to tell you that often out of adversity comes nutrition, comes elevation, comes that, that thermal lift of God.
So if you're struggling today, you may be on the verge of soaring. Finally, an eagle just senses the updraft is happening and they spread their wings. They will be on these high places and they just know because God's embedded it within them to be aware. See, it's not by accident. No, they sense it and all they do is spread their wings. There they go, majestic, free, the hummingbirds down there going nowhere. The eagle just spreads its wings. Oh, I want that. I want that. And to the best of my spiritual ability, I am sensing an updraft. I'm sensing the Holy Spirit drawing near The Holy Spirit, the wind is blowing. So if we will surrender, spread the wings of our soul, we're gonna start soaring again. And that's a word, isn't it? Because when you're in a low place, you wonder if you'll ever get back there. When you lose the fire, you wonder, will I ever get it back? And you work harder, but you aren't making any progress. It's interesting that the actual thermal column, part of what produces it is heat. God stirring the fire. There is a lift of the Holy Spirit. And the answer is you are going to soar. It's the word. The Holy Spirit is a soaring spirit, not a survival spirit. Okay, I'm going to make it. Oh, thank God. But I'm just enduring. No, soaring. Soaring. It's where you dream again. It's where you pull dreams out of prison. Say the dream's not dead, it's just been locked up. The dream's not dead. Oh no. The dream's just been waiting on you to catch the updraft so that you could have inspiration. So that you could have enough margin in your spirit for faith to rise and say, the dream is not dead. Who am I talking to today? On a day that the devil wanted to cancel the whole day. Because this is not, this is the message he would not want you to hear. Standing with me, everybody. Are you willing to say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. And we're talking about, yes, this room, but we're talking about our spirit. We're talking about our hearts. 
Are you willing to say, help me to become more aware, like you've, you've put it in me to be aware, to sense that, yes, he's, he's coming close. He's stirring up the gifts. He's inspiring the vision. If you're willing to do that, I just believe that we're at the place and we can catch the lift of God. You can soar. If you're with me, I want you to just lift your hands. Make this song your request and then I'm gonna give you an opportunity to respond yet at another level. Sing that one more time. That's good. If today you sense the lift of the Holy Spirit, the love of Jesus, the grace of God, the power to take you to the next level, and you need it, it could be everything from just this struggle. It could be a physical struggle. It could be a sin struggle. It could be relational, financial. It doesn't matter. Just whatever has you in that place. And you want to break out of that place. We're not here to judge what the reason is. We're here to believe that the captivity gets broken. The freedom comes. And you soar. You run. And you walk in the supernatural grace and power of the Holy Spirit. Do you believe for that today? If that is you, I want us to come back to that bridge. I want to sing it and intensify it. And if that's you, I want you to come as fast as you can, as close as you can. 
because I think there's going to be a lot of people and you are about to experience that the Holy Spirit is a soaring spirit. He can do beyond anything you could imagine or think. He can do greater things. He can do things that have never even entered your mind to make the difference in your life. People are already coming. That's it. Just start coming now. You know who you are. Come on. God is about to meet you. I sense it. You sense it. You're about to catch the winds of the Holy Spirit. As they sing, begin to come. Yes. The glory of your goodness. Come on, make this your prayer. Spirit, we sense your fresh power. Your work is always new and it renews, revitalizes, it resurrects because your spirit is a spirit of resilience. It's a spirit of restoration. Lord, we just open our heart for you to work all of the miracles of your Holy Spirit within our heart. We welcome for you to restore what the enemy has tried to destroy. We welcome for you to bring renewal where we've gotten so weary. If that's your prayer, just surrender to the Lord's help. 
for renewal, hope to rise, faith to build, inspiration to come. Some of you feel like it's gone too far. Listen, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the spirit that is in this room that will bring life. So that means the dream's not dead. God can raise that dream back up. Whatever it is that would be declared or defined in the natural as it's over. Well, it's not over because God's able. Come on, it, connect your spirit to that. That's, you're going to start soaring when you believe that it's the same spirit at work right now that raised Jesus from the dead. God, put that in our heart. Put that in our heart. We'll stand again. We will thrive again. There will be wholeness in the name of Jesus. There will be victory where there's been defeat. There will be strength where there has been weakness. We receive it now. We receive it now. There will be a tender heart where there's been a heart so hardened and closed to the things of God. We will believe again where we had given up on on everybody and everything. We will believe again. We receive that right now in Jesus' name. People all across this place, you are it's resonating with them. They can't, they can't, there's no way to ignore it. It's that real. It's you. You've built within us the ability to sense your presence. And we do. And we're thankful. And we surrender. We receive. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There is joy in this place. There's some serious power in this place. You're mounting up. I sense it. You're mounting up. Hallelujah. Mounting up. Going to a new place. So that means I'm not going to think the way I've been thinking. My perspective is changing right now. My attitude's going to be different. Hope is rising. That means, that means my approach to the future is no longer, hear this, it's not going to be apprehensive. I'm motivated again. Hallelujah, I'm motivated again. Hallelujah. All it takes is a word from God. And it unlocks these doors that have held us captive. We come out and we're free. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not going to respond like I've been responding. I need to hear that. Do you need to hear that? I'm not going to respond the same way. I'm going to have a great response. A great response. No matter if it's a negative situation, a painful situation, I am going to have a great response. Because the Holy Spirit's going to equip me to do that thank you Lord thank you Jesus we praise you 
Just lift your hands with me and just love and worship Him. Just do what you know. Do what you know. Do what you know. Well, that's it. Just pour your heart out. You're doing what you know. You know how to do this. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Praise your name. We praise your name. We praise your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. word of the Lord today is power. Power for that place that you have given up. Lazarus' family had given up. They said, Jesus, if you would have only been here, but now it's too late. But Jesus says, you don't know who it is that you're talking to. For I am the resurrection and the life. And what seemed to be too late became a miracle unlike they had ever seen. The word of the Lord is, you feel like the emptiness will never be replaced with fullness. But Jesus says today, remember my first miracle where they ran out of wine. And I told them to go fill all of those water pots to the brim with water. And somewhere in doing what they could do, God did what only he could do. And he turned the water into wine. So the word of the Lord is your emptiness is gonna be replaced and you're doing what you know. You're drawing near. And in drawing near, he reminds us that we're just putting ourselves in the place where the old wineskin could be renewed so that the only one who can give the new wine, which is him, as he begins to pour it out, 
we will be able to contain the full influence of the fresh and new work of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, it's not too late and the emptiness is going to be replaced with fullness, says the Lord. And I thank you for that, Lord. Man, I sense this. Some of you have been full of doubt. I know what that's like. Some of you have been full of discouragement. Full hopelessness. Sometimes we need a new full. We're not empty. In fact, we're full. We're just full of the wrong thing. So God turns the water into wine. It's a new full. They had filled those water pots full, but it was water. What they needed was wine. So God gave them a new full. He can do that. Anybody would have thought that Israel that was depicted in that valley of dry bones, you would say, it's over. There's no hope. But the wind started to blow. And a miracle happened. Restoration, revitalization, resurrection, and purpose restored. So we ask you, Holy Spirit, blow through this place. Be received, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. We need you. We're desperate for you. We surrender to you. before you let's come back to our promise they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength it's happening right now thank you Jesus thank you Jesus
Jesus, yes. Yes. Come on and lift your voice today. Come on now, shout with a renewed spirit today. Praise Him with fresh passion. Praise Him out of a heart that's been lifted. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Church, this, what God is doing, it's for now, but I... I want to pastor us through this season. This is what's going to be happening at that conference. We're going to hear the word and we're just going to wait and worship and seek him and just let our hearts get to that place of being at an overflow, you know, like life to the full. Information about that conference is in the bulletin, so that gives you the info, but I just want to set us up, get us ready. And God's been doing that for a long time. So we know we are tracking, we're tracking very well. But if the rapture happens before the conference, today was for today. And today is because I've got, a, I've got an afternoon in front of me and I have tomorrow that I need to be thriving, not just surviving. I, I have this coming week where I need to be at my best, not just kind of know plodding through there are dreams that God wants to get in motion and I don't need a heart that can't be at the level of dreaming are you with me today so we are we are because God has met us today come on praise him that this is going to be an amazing week in God's presence amen amen have just the most awesome afternoon I can't wait to see you again don't miss Freedom Journey on Wednesday. Hey, are we doing city groups tonight? Talk to me. Talk to me. Yeah, city groups. Guess what? The roads are clear. Hello. City. Hey, you know, for those of you who don't know, city groups is where our youth are on the Freedom Journey. And do you know that we have like 
90 plus percent of a Wednesday night attendance in small groups. These kids are the best. They are the best. Love you, everybody. You're dismissed.